welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. And today we have a guest back with us. Welcome back, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> today we are discussing Minute 77 of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which begins with some vultures flying, and it ends with the hag wedging a branch under a boulder, presumably to use it as a lever. Yes. We didn't even talk much about the vultures as the the close of the minute last time. Well, they come into more play yes, later. They, they, and they get a few good shots in. And they're creepy. So, but they, they, okay. so the queen started running away from the dwarves, and the vultures are following. Do you think that they know what's going to happen? See, I was going to ask that now? No, I was going to ask that at a different time, but this is a good point to bring up, because this is when they take flight. Because you would think that they would go into the cottage for Snow White. Right, but she's not technically dead, she's technically sleeping, because it's the sleeping dead. Yes. So... So she can be buried alive! So when she's buried... Buried alive! Once she's buried alive, he loves that line. And she's like going through the the trap door. (laughs) Buried alive. <laughs> once she, once, uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I lost my so, thought. was it about Snow White or about the hag? Good question. It had so to do Snow with the, the vultures. Apple, the hag is like, I'm the fairest right. of them all. So, so once I remember, so once Snow White's buried alive, then she would be dead. Quote unquote, the fair, and the, then the hag would be the fairest of them all. Yes. But if Snow White's buried alive, she's still alive. She's still the fairest, even Until if nobody she can see her. Dies of not getting yeah, but or, I don't the, know. This is so confusing. in the Grimm's version, because... she was in the glass coffin, which was like a seven-layered glass coffin so for a while and wasn't dead. So she's like maybe in like extreme hibernation. So she would take a while to die. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I like I don't know if they would actually go after Snow White or not. That maybe that like they could, but also they know that these seven dwarfs are out for blood. Are out for blood, and they're going to well, and the presumably vultures, kill the... the vultures. Have been following for a while. Like they started following the queen or the hag early on. They could sense her that she was out for blood. Yeah, so is what we said. It's not clear exactly but. like what these vultures know. Yeah, but also like. Either way, if it goes wrong, where the seven dwarves don't necessarily win in the end, vultures win either way, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think it's interesting that they, they see what's happening, and they get going, and it seems like they're gunning for the queen the whole time. Mm-hmm. But even if Snow, if, even if they could go after Snow White, the the hag in her form, so the queen in, in her hag form, she doesn't have a lot of meat on her bones. Well, does she revert upon death? I don't know. We don't see. And we don't know the details of the spell. That's true. The peddler's disguise, it doesn't specify. Oh, and it deactivates if you die. Also, it's only good for 48 hours. We don't know any of these yeah, things. Yeah, she didn't go after the antidote or the whatever for the yeah. peddler's disguise. She just went yeah, on the just, the, just the sleeping death. Or rather, poison apples. Mm-hmm. Antidote. So... Yeah, we don't know a lot about, like, maybe she does have plenty of meat on her bones? Maybe. I mean, the queen but, wasn't, like, meaty either, but about as meaty as Snow White. Mm-hmm. But she is quite a bit taller. 
Yes, we, we did establish she's probably taller by a few inches, so more meat. So I think the, the vultures ultimately were like, ooh, someone's going to die, whether it be the dwarves or the queen. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, and then we'll go after whoever does die. So they're just, like, ready to spectate on anything. I think so. I mean, yeah. they're vultures. They... they they don't care. They, they don't. don't care. They don't care who loses. They just. They just want. They food. just want food. <laughs> but I feel like they they kind of know where things are going. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just on their behavior, they seem to be following. Like we're gonna follow this hag. She's going down. Mm-hmm. Like that seems to. They. I mean, they tend to land closer to her, and they're gravitating towards her as their victim. But maybe mm-hmm. they were just like. They're like the hyenas at the end of Lion King, where it's like, that's pretty much equal. Which I have... There's another moment that reminds me of Lion King, but that's tomorrow's minute. Okay. Um, but with the queen kind of transitioning from, from saying that the queen like doesn't have a lot of meat on her bones and the vultures going after her and stuff, she she's very frail. Like, the way that she yeah. was walking from the... The, uh, the castle. The castle to the cottage, she seems very frail and weak, but she's running quite fast and pulling herself up yeah. these rocks. rocks and but, I mean, when you're chased by a horde of dwarves and animals and critters, you, it, you, adrenaline. you get moving. Yeah, I guess. So, I, like, But I don't know if like someone also, that old and frail She's really excited. Get... Maybe it's wearing off. It's possible. Um, or she's just really excited about the fact that She's the fairest now. She's like, ha ha, I'm but the not fairest. not in that state. I'm going to get away. She she didn't say, I'm going to be the fairest. She said, I'm I, the fairest. I am the fairest. Like, I know. She's losing it. She's, <laughs> she's, she's we already knew models. she was crazy. <laughs> but, and, I mean, we've talked about before with the mirror as a metaphor for mirrors. Um, and, you know, just like communicating what you think to yourself instead of hearing it from others or choosing to communicate positive messages back to yourself. Um, like her actual appearance has never really been relevant to her in her quest for being the fairest. It's always been about beating the other people. Hmm. And so with Snow White gone, we don't know that there's any other women in this kingdom. So maybe she so is even by in default. That state, she could be the fairest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, there's several skeletons in her dungeon that could have been other fairists. That's scary and sad. Oh my goodness. But it's because she has such an unhealthy, you know, this image that she's building is, it's about comparison. It's never been about, um, whether or not she was objectively fair. Hmm. It was always based on comparison, which is an unhealthy uh, system to have, especially in regards to your body image. Like, we know this. Like, we have the right. science. It's in health classes all the time to help people understand, you know, don't compare yourself to other people and then get anorexia or, or you know, any of the various really dangerous forms of, um, what is it, body dysmorphia? Is that the term? I should know this because I just went through personal health and wellness. <laughs> But, um, you know, like, there's these dangerous things that have to do with, you know, one's self-image. And it's usually coming from comparison or, um, you know, these, like, goals and objectives instead of just choosing to be satisfied and happy. It's the opposite of stoicism. Yes. (laughs) Where, you know, the situations are and you 
get to choose how you respond to them. In this case, she's been dealing with this, I'm not the fairest, until Snow White's dead has been kind of her latest goal. And so now that Snow White's dead, she gets like a brief high from it, and then she's going to go back to, well, now there's someone else who's the fairest. Or maybe she will be satisfied, but then it doesn't matter whether she's the hag or the queen. It's true. I don't know. She first needs to get away from the dwarves before she decides if she's going to stay like that or or, yes. or change back if she can or if it wears out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I assume it would wear off. Hopefully. Because I wouldn't want to look like that for the rest of my life. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We talked yesterday about the music, which I actually had as a note for today, um, but that's okay. So, again, the music in this is really reminiscent of like silent films and black and white silent films where you have this dramatic ending sequence with not really a lot of words, maybe one or two, you know, cards would come up with the words, but you just get this pounding music and this dramatic action sequence. I think it's really consistent with those types of films. And this music is wonderful. I'm guessing this music was composed by someone who had experience composing music for those films. But also I can't remember if we talked about this, all those weeks ago but it just not just the music but the the witch running through the forest um kind of ties back to snow white's run through the forest i don't think which, we talked about it because you and i both made a note of that as we were watching it to get ready for this right but she, she that gets was held up also by back some... in the, the beginning of the of, of the film we weren't really we didn't know everything that was going to tie together yes but, um yeah, so she's going through um, probably the same section of forest that Snow White went through in some degree, and she gets caught on these um, vines, and she has this kind of spaz out thing where she's like mm-hmm. trying to throw them off and everything. Like we saw this with Snow White, like these same actions right. in the same environment, except Snow White was kind of having like this hallucination, fever dream, and and like terror sequence, and the queen is actually being chased by people that want to kill her. Like Snow White was actually safe in that moment. She was scared, but she was safe. And everything turned out to be an illusion. In this mm-hmm. case, the danger is very real for the queen. But and I they, think... they don't distort the tree or the vines or anything. Right. No. Right. It's already scary enough with everything. With the music going. and the rainstorm. But I think that the the music... We did talk a little bit about the music back then. Because mm-hmm. um, that, it was that music that they changed at Radio City Music Hall. Right, because it was too intense. Yeah. Uh, and But the... Still, the animation was scary, and kids peed their pants, um, and they had to replace velvet seats and everything. Um, <laughs> but I like even then, the music kind of does the same thing with making it seem like a silent film mm-hmm. from that time, a black and white yeah, silent film. That that sequence, that like impressionistic nightmare sequence. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I did not write that down. Just as you were speaking about the music and everything. Because the next note I had was about it being similar to Snow White's run in the forest. Which I hadn't thought about. But then you talked about the music, and then I was like, the music is also similar, not just the the, the action. Like the visual, you know, forest attacking yeah. vines and stuff. It's the music as well. It's all tying together. It's they did a good job with this movie. It's good re- job. Like it's, it is- it's well done, guys. Good job, Disney. Um, 
be different from the rest of the entertainment industry. You go. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets like, I guess she's got a good head start on the dwarfs because mm-hmm. they don't catch up to her till after she's on the rocks. And climbing up rocks would slow you down a little bit. Yes, and in the rain, those would be so slick. Like, those rocks don't look like they've got, like, a lot of good grip and stuff. Like, they'd be pretty slippery, I bet. Um, and I'm impressed with how quickly she and the dwarfs um, climb out the rocks. Climbing out the rocks is a dumb idea. Like, she's she is putting herself... In, in a trapped path. in a trapped position, like I don't know what her plan was. It's like I'll climb up the mountain and then I'll climb down the other side and they'll never catch me. Like, but but she then she gets to the top and she says, "I'm, I'm trapped. trapped," which it just doesn't make any sense. Like, what were you expecting? Now, again, mentioning Star Wars minute, I got to talk about a Star Wars thing where you, I mean, you have to have the high ground. If you've seen Episode Three, you know the high ground is everything. So maybe she was just going for an Obi-Wan Kenobi situation. Like, I'll get the high ground, and I'll be okay. And then if they try to jump over me, I'll just cut their arms and legs off. With what? I'm just saying, it's like Star Wars. The high ground is the key. But which would she cut their arms and legs off with? Uh, it's a Star Wars... She doesn't have a lightsaber. It's a <laughs> Okay, Kestra. okay. Okay. He's got the high ground. Star Wars was not a thought at that Because point. that also... Here's... Because there's a complexity to the meme. Because in the in episode one, he won without having the high ground. And he jumped over someone and did not get cut apart. So, he doesn't even follow his own lesson. Anyway. It's a Star Wars thing. Okay. It's a meme. Anyway. Sorry. I mean, I, I understand. I'm just, you just said, I'll cut their arms and legs off. And I'm like, what? what Obi-Wan what? does when he's got the high ground. Oh. I haven't seen the films in, like, a decade, but yeah, I know. Right. Um, Listen to Star Wars Minute. I'm sure they'll talk about it when they get to the next movie. But maybe she was going for the high ground. It doesn't work out for her. It's just, like, she gets trapped and there's a ledge. Yes. There's also a conveniently placed really, really, really large boulder. Huge! It's... It's really big. Huge! Yes. And also a very, very, very long stick happened to be up there on yes, this rocky lever. mountain. And this, this it's boulder... It's very convenient. This boulder <laughs> is not perfectly circular. Yeah, it's, it's oblong. It, yeah. And, it's, and it's, 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 like, it's on its high, high ends. Yes. So it's in, it's, a pre- it's in a precarious position. And it's huge. How has it not fallen so over big. yet? <laughs> Well, if it it didn't fall over in the wind and the rainstorm, so it must be in a pretty good spot. Or maybe it was placed there with this intention at some point by someone. Like, <laughs> maybe... Oh, I've got an idea. The Huntsman set this up in case the Queen came after him. So you think the Huntsman's living around here? No, I think he set up this position and then he's like, she's not coming after me, I'm going to sneak away. Oh. And so he set this up. Like, right after he almost killed Snow White in case anyone came after him. And he stayed up there for, like, a day. He's like, okay, I'm going to leave now. And then this arrangement was just in place. Okay. Head cannon. Maybe. I mean, he does seem to have enough muscle and strength Like, he might be able to tip it up into position to fall. Yes. And he left the branch there as the lever. He's like, if somebody comes to get me, I'll just drop this rock on him. That was his plan. Nice theory. Yes. I approve. <laughs> Has Jackie's stamp of approval. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then she, she gets the branch wedged under, and she's going to use it as a lever. Simple machine. It works. Yeah. Any other notes on this one? 
Um, I used a bunch of my notes on today's minute yesterday, yesterday? talking about the music. Let's see. Jackie, I, you've been quiet again. I I just don't want to interrupt everything you guys have to say. I like taking it all in. I'm sorry. I'm Do you have other respectful. things about this movie besides these minutes that you want to say? <laughs> This um, is your chance. I mean, well, you're going to be I've, with us the whole week. But. Yes, I will be. But I have listened to, like, some of the other ones, and everything that I would say, Castro's already covered, because she and I know all the Disney stuff. It's okay. I don't... You're... You know Disney, and I'm not going to trample on your knowledge of Disney. You were DCP after all. <laughs> DCP stands for Disney College Program. <laughs> okay. For those who don't know. Well, if we don't have anything else, we can... Close it out for today. It's okay if it's a little short. Mm. Yesterday was a little long. It's fine, fine by me. I don't have any more notes. I mean, I did have something, but it actually ties into more of tomorrow, tomorrow. than now. All so. right. Then we'll come back tomorrow. But listeners, if you want to find us more today, go to the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society or Damsels on Facebook, and you can join that group. You can post comments or memes or, you know, somebody post the, the high ground meme for Castro, please. I know what you're trying to say. I know, just... but but somebody's going to have a really good meme about it, and it's going to be great. So okay. all the high ground <laughs> memes that you can find, especially I'm calling on Brandon Uscio, who was a guest a few weeks ago. Uh, I know you have access to those things. It's right up your alley. Uh, and I can count on you to post on there. You're a great contributor to you, the damsels. You, you post. It's not a bad thing, but you post no, often, and it. it's great. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, be sure to share us with friends, family members, co-workers, children, uh, grandparents. Anyone that you can get to download the podcast is wonderful. Also, please leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. But most importantly, come back tomorrow for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work. <laughs> <laughs>